I'm Alan, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Kaylee, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Danielle. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to Target Snark It, a weekly podcast from Broad Digital Consulting. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Target Snarket, a weekly podcast from Broad Digital Consulting. I am one of your hosts, Danielle, the CEO of Broad Digital. I am that other host, Kaylee Myers, and digital strategist to the stars. And I am third host and perfect project manager of the Broads. Is it, Alan. again, you don't want to share your name? Fuck! <laughs> I'm Alan. <laughs> Great work. Great work. <laughs> I like how I like how I asked beforehand, you don't have this scripted. Like, are you feeling good about it? And then you did scripted and you forgot your name again. It's like it's... not an easy name. Like <laughs> Yeah, but you you should remember. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we are thrilled to be back with you. Uh, we hope that you've gotten a lot out of our Pride episode installment this year. Uh, as we've said before, this topic is not just critical for businesses to be discussing. Disgusting? Wow. It's not just critical for businesses to be discussing. It is also personal for all of us as LGBTQ plus identifying people as well. Uh, one of the things that we discussed last week in detail, and I like how Kaylee uh, was able to uh, extrapolate on this on social with one of our clips about how as marketers, we're really just manipulators. Uh, but really, you know, as marketers, we are we are these people who are responsible for changing conversations, for contributing to the general movement of the zeitgeist, etc. Um, you know, it's something that we've discussed all month long on the pod, that also businesses changing their logo to a rainbow, for instance, isn't enough because we know what else businesses are capable of. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that it's important for marketers, for brands, for businesses to understand that in general, if they want to be important and sort of like claim that ability to change the zeitgeist, that they don't just cast that responsibility aside when it's convenient for them to do so. You know, like I said, we know what brands are capable of. Uh, for instance, we discussed in a pod how Subaru was one of the first brands back in the 80s to really, uh, quote unquote, come out and be like, yeah, we sell to lesbians and we're cool with that. By the way, y'all, I don't know if you know this. I decided while I was uh, writing our our intro for today to look up if Subaru changed their logo to a rainbow. Yeah. Um, first and foremost... They have not. Oh. But you know what they're promoting this month instead? I you cannot make this shit up. What? Dogs. No. I was gonna <laughs> say that. <laughs> what the lesbians want? Like <laughs> Dogs. Dogs. This it's like last week's episode. Like, yes. Julian, I, I know no. that uh, Julian is, is our guest. I'm about to introduce him, but I don't know if you, you got to hear our episode um, from this last week. 
about uh, the bakery in Texas who, when they were under persecution for selling rainbow cookies, uh, the they posted about it on social. People lined up out the door to go and buy from them. They sold out of their bakery. They had people nationwide reaching out saying like, oh my gosh, we're like so supportive of you being an ally in the community. Two, two straight women own this bakery. And uh, they were like, where can we, where can we give money? And they're like, we're going to set up a donation to an animal shelter. <laughs> and so, so, and then, and then when they were called out on it, this is, it's still my favorite part when they were called out on it, like, Hey, like you support, you claim to support the LGBTQ community and they were called out by the gays for like, Hey, why would you have donations go to an animal shelter instead of an LGBTQ nonprofit? And their response was gay people love dogs. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like double down. <laughs> <laughs> they they have this whole campaign going on Twitter right now. I think it's called hashtag Make a Dog's Day or something. And I was like, like there is like lesbians made you, okay? <laughs> like, and this is this is how you repay them. This is the perfect time for a Mean Girls quote, isn't it? Regina George that goes like, "I made you," mm. to Katie Heron. Mm-hmm. That hey, was it's good. been a that few was, episodes. No, that was a deep cut. <laughs> That was a deep cut. <laughs> so, Please don't make a reel out of that. Please. No, I, I feel like we ought to. <laughs> but anyhow, so we know what brands uh, are really all about this June. Uh, but everyone who listens to us regularly knows uh, we started this podcast because we do believe that marketers, that brands, that businesses wield a lot of power in this world to make change for better, for worse. and. I don't know. Frankly, we're tired of that power routinely being used against the humans that literally keep businesses alive uh, in, fa- in favor of a rich and powerful view. So we work here on having uh, tough but necessary conversations on how we can hold marketers and brands to a higher standard and feel good about the work that we do. And, uh, you know, we figure if we want humans to buy our shit and we need humans to sell our shit, we maybe like should give a shit about humans. Hey, was that bisexual finger guns for me? Like, yeah, oh, wow. but I also went, like, like I do the double that. finger. Yeah, like I, a double barrel. I guess it's because I'm not, but I'm, am I appropriating? No, I just think maybe, maybe you're half in Ireland where gun violence isn't necessarily a problem. <laughs> 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 too scary sorry has, has europe skewed your personality that much <laughs> so uh that brings us to our topic today right now we know that the current national climate is one that is generally pretty scary for lgbtq plus folks um but particularly for our trans siblings and uh right now the trans community is facing a really ugly increase in negative media conversation that ends up translating into business discrimination states creating legislation around bodies and just general violence nationwide on Owen's double finger guns note. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing. There are trans people of every race, every nationality, every ability, every sexuality, every religion, 
all over the world. And importantly for this pod, there are trans people in all manner of workplaces. Uh, This is not just like the coastal elite tech companies employing trans folks. Although it is, it is funny to me how the coastal elites are referenced. They never mean Florida for some reason. (laughs) Do they call Florida people elite? Oh, <laughs> one thing that you should know is that uh, Julian uh, <laughs> at at my wedding shower, Julian actually um, was overheard by my father uh, telling somebody that North Dakota wasn't real. And my dad, who lived in North Dakota for a number of years with me, was initially confused and then maybe irate and then decided there was obviously a joke being pulled but i believe that when he walked away to tell me about julian saying that north dakota didn't exist he said that's one funny fucker over there and like that's that's the dan bilbrook stamp of approval if i've ever heard one it was Uh, i was spreading this information as my um, harmless conspiracy theory. Um, And then I didn't realize that it could cause harm for those who (laughs) are from North Dakota. But if my theory exists and there's no one from North Dakota to hear it. So, right. Right. Yeah. Right. That is a pretty good one. (laughs) I can understand how you might've initially thought that it was harmless because you were relying on it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was born in Florida, so I feel like I can, I can make fun of my birth oh, yeah. if I want. Oh, you oh, can, yeah, you can talk. That. That's fine. <laughs> it was like I'm, I speak for those of us in Florida present day. In, my, in the grandma's <laughs> house, full of quilts. Yes. Like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, middle America, uh, trans people everywhere, middle, middle America too, existing in every workplace, all over the nation, all over the world. Uh, and so what we want to be able to talk about today on this pod is how best to support our trans friends in the workplace, uh, both in this really dangerous climate, as well as just every day in general, uh, this pride and throughout the year, how can we show, um, for those of us who are cis, how can we show that we are safe people for our trans friends in the workplace to be around, uh, for this conversation, you've already gotten a, a smidge of a taste. Uh, we are joined by Julian Whitney of the Trevor Project Soft engineer Scorpio God and just all around stud uh, to talk to us about how we can best support our trans buds and not lose all our chill while we're doing it. So Julian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I I do want to note earlier, Danielle asked when my birthday was and I replied with my birthday, but I also replied as well with my big three because I was like, why else would this question be being asked? (laughs) What sign I am? This is, uh, yeah, no, you were 100% correct in that. I was like, (laughs) he just made that so easy for me. (laughs) But yes, thank you for having me. Um, I was uh, excited to be on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast before, so go easy on me. Oh, podcast baby. Yeah. Baby. So sweet. (laughs) Well, it's about to get really tough. (laughs) Listen, and my first question is, what are your big three? I need to know the other two. Oh, so people tend to look at my chart and they go, oh, are you okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, same, same. Um, 
I'm a Scorpio sun, uh, Pisces moon, Scorpio rising. I'm also a Scorpio, Mercury, and Venus as well. So nice. that can explain is, why people is wonder. Is that a stellium? Um, <gasps> Danielle, I'm proud. not sure enough about. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm it's so proud. It means there's three or more? Yeah, but some people will say it's four or more, but I tend to lean on three. Yeah, three or more in because one Because that's how you qualify? Yeah. <laughs> well, I qualify either way. <laughs> you yeah you're in it yeah are you okay um depends <laughs> on the day <laughs> no i i have given um so one of one of our favorite things to talk about uh just in general on this team is the bits that we really enjoy that no one else seems to enjoy but we <laughs> get endless joy out of them and one of my favorite bits with Alan is to pretend like i don't know what a stellium is and so uh, frequently I will refer to us, myself and Owen, as stelliums together, and it makes them very angry. <laughs> or like you have the trauma bonding bit too, like we're oh, trauma yeah. bonded, like I, that's a good one. <laughs> I've, I now that, so I, I originally used the phrase trauma bonding incorrectly for a very long time, and then... I learned when Alan and I were trying to get our gay podcast off the ground. And now I just insist on using it incorrectly. I think <laughs> everyone uses it incorrectly. I, I learned the real definition at one point and I forgot it right away. So yeah, it's fine. Alan, do you want to share for our audience? So I mean, knows? yeah, a trauma bond is when you are bonded to like a relationship due to intermittent reinforcement. So like, they give you really high highs and really low lows, and then you create a trauma bond. It's not like, oh, we go through a traumatic event together and now no. we're bonded. So, or we bond, yeah, we bond over Our a trauma. similar traumatic trauma. Yeah. Is that like, event. could yeah. that be another trauma bond, or is that there's no word for that? Look at Kaylee thinking outside the box and yeah. like, we're going to innovate. I would have to assume that. Those trauma bonds exist. Yeah, where you go through something similar and you have I a think bond. everything's correct. It's why I like, you know, when I hang out with gay people, I'm like, this feels good. Some, yeah. I mean, not all, the, all of it. it. Instead, <laughs> of, instead of a trauma bond, could you just be trauma buds? Yeah. 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 I love that. We I, I'm in marketing. It's fine. It's not a big deal, guys. I want a fucking <laughs> trauma bud merch, like mug. <laughs> perfect excellent we are we are uh we are in our our uh first iteration of merch ideas so i would feel like play this along is a... with the bud theme where you would do like flower buds would you do like yeah. a whole other level there oh god they're like oh, intertwining god. with each other that's Aww. so cute and then maybe also like dying because trauma <laughs> <laughs> wow or we're like or we're like drinking Bud Light. Or and they're, or they're Bud Light. Oh, oh my God. We could have a trauma Bud Light. Oh. Is trauma Buds for you? Hold out yeah. the non-binary double barrels. And <laughs> 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 be double barrels. And <laughs> be oh, DBs. Good. All right. <laughs> so uh, – Already, I feel like this is one of our, our more uh, interesting, but also more niche episodes. 
Yeah. Uh, we were really here to, you know, talk about uh, supporting our trans friends in the workplace. So I guess I will be the the mean old headmistress and uh, bring us back to order there. Out in the way that your eyebrows moved just then, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very niche <laughs> episode already, but it's not. It's for everyone. It is so for everyone. Just... <laughs> Alan, do you want to take our first question for discussion? Yes, yes, Julian. So we wanted to talk to you about coming out in the workplace, particularly. Um, I know we kind of chatted when we first met to see if if the pod was a good idea. Um, I didn't really have that much of a coming out experience because this is a pretty small organization with Broad Digital. And I would love to know your thoughts on like, how does one handle coming out to coworkers? Um, yeah, so we'll start there. Okay, so first I want to say that you know, a lot of the answers I'm going to be giving today are from my personal experience and, and don't speak for everyone. I did solicit some feedback from other coworkers and people among the community called Out in Tech uh, to see if people had additional perspectives to add, and they did. Um, but I want to just say that that it's unique for people, um, not, not for every company, not for every person. Um, but I think my advice for coming out in the workplace starts with, like, Thinking and asking yourself, do I feel safe at my workplace? Do I trust at least one person at my workplace um, to trust me, to support me, to be there for me? Um, if the answer is no to either of those questions, see if you can get a new job. But hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. the answer is yes. And I would start with um, one of those people. Uh, hopefully it's a manager or maybe just a peer. Um, you want to make sure that you, your voice um, isn't muted by your own insecurities. You may be shy about coming out, and sometimes you might think, oh, it's okay if they if they say I can't come out for some reason. Um, so just have an ally first, um, and then think about what you want for coming out at work. So yes, coming out in general is saying, oh, people know me for who I am, know me for me. Um, but are you trying to change your name at work? Are you trying to change how people refer to you with different pronouns? Um, do you want your whole company laptop to have a new login name? You know, do you want a new email address? Do you want to announce it to people? Like what, what you want in those steps are going to be unique for you. Um, and I want to emphasize too that you're never asking for too much. So if you're saying, if you're going in there and saying, hey, you know, I, I want to go by Julian now and it would be nice if people used he, him, or the, them pronouns for me and you don't need to change my email and, you know, and, you know, giving it, it's fine. Um, I understand where that's coming from to be, you know, really unsure. Um, but, you know, everyone wants you to succeed and to succeed at work, you have to be happy at work. And so your company, when they at least should um, have your back on that. So I would start with your manager. And from there with your manager, you can talk about what you want, make a game plan. Um, if you don't trust your manager, I would go straight to HR. Um, but if there is an HR at your company, they're the ones that are going to be able to put in all the different requests for changing your name 
in IT for changing your name on company rosters, things like that. Um, and they're going to be able to make sure that you aren't mistreated in that process. Because if you, you know, start telling other people and other people are going to be having negative reactions because they don't know the language, they don't know experience wise, uh, you want to make sure that HR is aware of what you're doing and is on your side. Um, coming out is supposed to be a, a positive thing. It's supposed to be great experience for, for you and it's supposed to make you feel better about coming to work each and every day and, you know, not being shy about having your camera on, um, not being shy about your voice. Um, so I think that is, uh, I don't know, something to look forward to when you're going through all the kind of scary first steps. And there also is like different email templates you can use. Um, like it, if we provide links at all anywhere, I can share a link. But if you're unsure of what to say or how to come out to a coworker and you don't want to do it over um, a meeting, there's a bunch of different email templates that make it pretty clear of, of what you want. So I also recommend those. Cool. Oh, that's so great. I love what you said about like, you're not asking for too much. Um, because I feel like I had two iterations of coming out. I came out as queer and then I came out as trans, like maybe 12 years later. And it's funny when I came out as queer and then had more experience, I used to like help my friends or, you know, talk with like my nieces and nephews, even about their coming out before they did it. And I would be like, go in and just say, this is what I am and be really confident and try not to tiptoe around it if you can, like while understanding the experience. And then when I came out as trans, I feel like I didn't take my own advice in that way, probably because you're going through a lot. I was going through a lot. But later down the road, because I was like, oh, no big deal. Oh, oh, you can use, you know, these pronouns or if you do a she here and there, it's fine or whatever. It came back to bite me because I think in some ways there was this like little inch of permission to like not put in the effort or to say like there was a feeling of I was a burden, right, that I wasn't able to work through quite yet. And I think I I align with your thoughts there, which is like if you can just tell yourself it's not too much to be referred to in the way that you want. and as who you are, that's pretty cool. Well, I also do think like you have a unique name where it's pronounced differently than how it would be spelled by American English speakers. And so you can think of it like that. Whereas if someone came into work and pronounced your name, how they think it's phonetically, and then you correct them, um, that's simple. That's something you can easily do. Oh, that's, you mispronounced my name. And it, it, there's a lot of insecurities behind having being misnamed when you're trans, but to try to have the confidence of, of someone who's just like, oh, you pronounced it wrong or, oh, you did a typo when you filled out my company name. There's a typo in my email. The company's going to be like, oh yes, we'll fix that right away. So try to remember that too, that your, your name is, a right. Your name is your identity and who you are. So you're not asking permission. You're not asking them to do burdensome work. You're just correcting them on or telling them to correct something in their system and their opinion of you. Yeah, absolutely. So Julian, 
for the folks who are cis, who are listeners here, cisners. <laughs> I'm in, I'll get. I'm in I'll laugh at every pun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I appreciate you. <laughs> um, you know how how do I handle a coworker coming out to me as as trans? So I would try to think of it as the same way you would handle a friend coming out to you. So a friend comes out to you and you say, thank you for sharing this with me, or, oh, I'm happy that you shared this with me. I'm so glad that you felt comfortable to tell me this. Any of those things that you would react to a friend, um, as long as you're not doing any of the, you know, big red flags of like, a, um, <laughs> are you sure? Or oh. something you really don't want to ask someone. Just just try to be like a supportive friend in that moment. So then also what you would do with a friend is you would say, is there a new way you want me to refer to you? Is there a new name, different pronouns? Um, and then on top of that, there's the additional question. Okay, they're your coworker. You want to be there for them. Same with a friend, but just in a more professional setting, you definitely want to set boundaries of knowing who that person is out to and who that person wants to be out to. So say they're just coming out to you because they trust you and they're your friend and they don't want to tell the work, tell the whole team yet. You want to make sure you get that clarified before you start, you know, calling them by their name in a group setting. So I would ask, you know, those initial questions, do you want me to use these personally or do you want me to use it in a larger setting? Um, settings can be anything from like small team, uh, company, everyone, or just one-on-one. Um, and then you can say, if you, if you feel like you have the capacity to do it and you are a friend for them, you can say, do you want support in telling other people or telling HR, the manager, because um, they may appreciate that or ask, or ask for support. And then from there, I would say, like, um, let me know if I can support you in future situations. And I think there's a question in the future, too, about um, supporting a coworker with different pronouns. So I would think along those lines as well as, you know, when you're asking who they're out to, you also want to be asking, okay, if someone messes up, what do you want me to do in that scenario? Sure, sure. As a as a quick follow up to something like that, like I know, Alan, when when you came out, um, there was it was an ongoing conversation, right? You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to change your email? Do you want which clients are you okay being out to? Like, and it was, you know, it was sort of this this transition piece of things. I feel like what I learned in that moment and, and maybe it's not the same for everyone. Um, and I'd be interested to get your take on this, Julian is, you know, however, I might accept Alan and be thrilled for them in, you know, uh, this in coming out in this way and, and want to stand behind them. Um, having to, remind myself to follow their lead that like, you know, they may not want to just make the switch right away. Or do you feel like, how do you feel like managers, like employers can, can provide the support they need to an employee that's coming out without 
either extreme of being pushy and stealing the show or leaving that employee to just kind of like flounder without any support and be like, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? (laughs) You know, uh, making sure that they feel good, they feel supported, but that they don't have to spell everything out for an employer as well. That's a great question. I think similar to the questions I just listed, if a manager or an employer, especially HR, has some sort of um, list of options um, of, of what a person can do, um, you know, about email, about laptop, about telling clients, about um, adding pronouns to Slack profiles, adding pronouns viewable on Google Meet, um, telling the team, having support telling the team, things like that. And um, I think that going through that checklist and having um, like a, I don't know, as a perfectly fine answer for all of them should be okay. And then um, encouraging that employee to reach out when any of those changes. And I'm hoping that in this scenario, this manager or employer has consistent one-on-ones with the employee. Because mm-hmm. then I feel like at, at every one-on-one, you can say, hey, looking at our list, do you want support or do you want to make any changes with what we talked about? I also think that sometimes when people are changing their names and their pronouns, they're going through a transition. I feel like I'm still going through whatever my gender is. And I changed my name and pronouns like two years ago at work. But I think it's good to emphasize to the person too that just because you changed your name once doesn't mean you can't change it again. You know, just because your pronouns are they, them right now doesn't mean you can add or change or remove one in the future. Um, So even having those remaining on the list of like changing the name um, uh, and going over each and every one of those, not as one things that are done, but things that could be done can be very helpful to a coworker that feels shy about, about speaking up and asking for all the different things. Cool. Thank you. That was a good question. Thanks. It had me thinking about, okay, maybe I should help. Yeah. I like that you asked it too, Danielle, because there is this question of like labor, um, right? Like in my own experience, I found, especially while I was going through a lot of it, everything was so laborious. And there were times where I did not have the spoons and I was like, please just like, do not use they, them. Do not use my name. Like, yeah go back to the old stuff because today I'm exhausted and I'm on the verge of tears. And like, I think that's, you know, a really, really good question to ask. And it's, it is hard as Julian said, because it can, that means things can change by the day, right. you know, depending on where someone's at. But yeah, you, the, the removal of the labor aspect is important, but also you don't want to take over Right. You know, and I remember, you know, that being something that, like I said, I had to remind myself often because like I was coming at it from a place where I wanted to fight for you. Like, you know, get my fucking way. Like I will, (laughs) I will identify as a fucking problem kind of a thing, you know, like (laughs) I wanted to make sure that, that our, our clients treated you with respect to use the, the pronouns that, that gave you euphoria, used your name correctly. And, you know, like wanted to be able to, you know, gently correct and, and having you tell me like, I just, 
can we not today? <laughs> I like there were there were parts of me that was like, no, we we must teach them. But I, you know, I had to to sit down and shut the fuck up. And and you know, this isn't my coming out. This is this is how can I best support you? When, like you said earlier, you know, you were going through it, and and people who are coming out, um, though you know, as you said, Julian, it, it is something that should be a celebration. There is also trepidation that that exists there, and probably a lot that you're working through mentally. So, like, like I think just speaking from from the vantage point of a cis person you know learning how to sit down and shut the fuck up and and offer support consistently support isn't one of those one time things where you go like well let me know if you need anything like you know checking in like i i think that to me is a really valuable lesson that we all have to learn that you know we don't get to be in charge of this destiny or steamroll these things um, that that support is an ongoing, evolving, uh, not linear progression. Uh, just like coming out, just like our our journey on uh, you know our identity and sexuality is is not linear either. Mm-hmm. Next up, I want since we're on the topic of pronouns, this is going to be a section of the conversation. A lot of people, I'm sure, will love. Let's talk about who should be using pronouns as well as how should you be asking for pronouns um, either for new clients, new recruits that you might just be interviewing or new people that are on your team. How do you start navigating that in your workplace? Amazing question. I There's so many different nuances with pronouns um, within the queer community. I'm not saying with people are saying we don't use them. Just as someone who has previously in the past been unsure of pronouns um, or have had friends and coworkers whose pronouns kind of change on the daily, it's kind of difficult at some points to be confronted with the question, what pronouns do you use at every term when you're like, I don't know. But I think for the most part, I would suggest what I'm about to say. But I do want to say, you know, there are there are situations where you as an ally or as a support to a coworker might be terrifying to them. Mm-hmm. So I would say everyone should always be using their pronouns. I know at the beginning of your podcast, uh, you start with yours. Um, I think that if you are in a meeting and people are going around and aren't saying their pronouns, um, it can either get to you and you say, when you refer to me, please use the pronouns he, him, or they, them, um, or if there's a chat feature, um, put something in the chat saying, hey, everyone use the pronouns that they use in the chat. Um, I think having it written in the chat also is a very helpful way, if it's not on the display name, to make sure people can look and see and they don't have a, an excuse to go, um, sorry, I forgot what their pronouns were. I think also that people should make should know that they can choose an option where they don't uh, use pronouns. I think that we don't talk about that commonly enough where someone says, just refer to me by my name. Um, And just in the place of every he, she, or they you use, you use their name in that instance. So like Danielle went and got Danielle's laptop, you know. I do want to say though that 
at companies where there's not a lot of queer people or in situations where you're with clients that aren't queer or don't have knowledge about queer things, the norm might not be that they're sharing their pronouns. They might not understand what what you're saying. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot of you know, Fox News, like headlines that are like, we don't use pronouns. You're like, actually, everyone uses pronouns. Yeah, it, um, it is a part of the English language. It's not just something <laughs> you can use or not use. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it would be good to kind of have just like a canned, you know, pre-written response there that if a client was to be like, we don't use those or whatever, you go, actually, you do. And I'm just telling you that when you talk about, you know, our coworkers say this word for them. Mm-hmm. Um and you should never, absolutely never put like a queer coworker on the spot um, by asking them, like, say you're going in around in a circle and you get to the queer coworker and then you go, wait, let's all give the pronouns. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or just having that one coworker give their pronouns, you know, it's kind of like, oh, wait, by the way, that's our, you know, token non-binary over there. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Go back, go back. Like, oh my god, oh my god, Alan, I'm so sorry. My pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> that happens so much to be yeah. honest. Oh god. Like so much. That's even so like funny. in a new, like even in queer settings and like friend groups and you're meeting new people and they get you get to the one like visibly gender non-conforming person, you go, uh <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think make sure that if there's situations where everyone forgets to say their pronouns at that point, um, when everyone's done with their names, you know, then put something in the chat that says, let's also share. Um, I think having a system in place where pronouns are visible in the, um, you know, Google Meet setting, I think there is a way to turn that on through Google, but our, that organization has to have that. Um if not, uh, you can have backgrounds, you know, people do the virtual backgrounds and you can have um, virtual backgrounds set up where you just have the people put their pronouns behind their head. Um, That's cool. That. I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one I, and like, what a simple, what a simple way to like, if you don't want to participate, you don't have to, but what a simple way to support all of your employees in in a way that doesn't constantly make everybody come out over and over and over again. Yeah. I um, work at the Trevor Project, which is a very queer company by nature and by employment due to its nature and mission. Um, so when we were having a bit of difficulty, especially in external meetings, um, we asked for us able to add pronouns to our, our Google Meet. And I'm not sure if that wasn't able to be done or if it was a lot more complicated or I am wrong in saying that you can do that. They provided a, uh, like a Google slides thing that are blank templates. And so you could just copy the slide and put in your name. And there was like five different options, you know, looks like you're in a fake workplace, you know, it looks like you're in, um, just a colorful background. Sure. Uh, and then you could put your pronouns there. And then from there, a bunch of us got a little, uh, clever and customized it. Like I put a framed photo of my dog behind me. So Cute. it like has like my pronouns and then there's also him and then, you know, a, fi- a, a fishbowl. What's that called? A fishbowl. 
A bowl of fish. A fish bowl. Fish tank. A fish bowl. A tank. Oh. Oh. Like a fish bowl, but it's not a bowl. (laughs) Not a bowl that has fish in it. Where do they live? (laughs) The ocean. (laughs) But yeah, you could have any type of fish bowl in the in the background if you're gloomy. As that would be so nice. I'm like thinking about too, like my favorite thing, not to trash talk, but my favorite thing that happens because clients know I use they, them pronouns by now. It's in our signature and we have lots of meetings. Sorry. But my favorite thing is when people don't use any pronouns, like for me, because they yeah. don't know what to do. Have you guys seen that? And clients, they'll just <laughs> they be like, use your name either. They just no. remove it from the sentence. <laughs> they remove my name and my pronouns from the sentence. So it's like, had a coca-cola <laughs> yesterday uh, right Danielle <laughs> right or they like want to address a question to me but they'll pretend like they don't know it's supposed to be for me mm-hmm. and they'll ask Danielle or Kaylee instead because they're just like oh, frightened and we're or laughing but- like, a, like I talked to uh someone yesterday and like we both know yeah. someone <laughs> we right. know it right. now Oh, the one other person that's with us? Alwyn sent me an email and Alwyn said that Alwyn <laughs> wanted... <laughs> I mean, not gonna fuck it up. Not gonna fuck it up. I got fifty percent of it right, you know. (laughs) I know, in a non-professional setting, because you do get uh, like group of people. I think in and out of queer spaces, both in like cishet world, where they're like, I like actually well-meaning any pronouns. I don't care. Use any pronouns. Um, so like personally, or people who are like. Um, no pronouns adversary. Um, I will just actually use whatever pronouns. And it's really fascinating how quickly people have pronouns at that point. Sure. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah when, <laughs> when, when a cis person tries to go, I don't care what pronouns you use for me. I'm like, why are you saying that? Like, it's the most ridiculous right. thing you can say. It's yeah, like but- it's not, it's a little passive. It's like yeah. passive aggressive a little yeah. bit. They don't it I think it's well intentioned mostly where like it's uh, like we don't see pronouns, you know, but like right. ultimately it's it's erasure, you know. The- so or it's like saying I'm more chill than the trans people. I don't care what pronouns you use. It's like okay, yeah. you're more chill than I am, I guess. <laughs> yeah, way more chill, man. <laughs> like the, the equivalent of Bridezilla. The pronounless find their pronouns quickly as soon as you misgender them <laughs> oh my, my my father certainly found his really quickly <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> throw a little she her in there and uh yeah right he, he's confused at first and then was, understands deeply <laughs> second there was I actually love him, <laughs> a period of time um a long time ago uh, i think before the uh, the word non-binary that even entered my own lexicon uh where i took to calling everybody girl like girl stop girl please like i i used it for everybody and i especially found it hysterical using it on cis men because like the the anger the confusion the the responses that you get when they're like i'm not a girl and i'm like i 
no, like it was just like a, it's like how you say dude and you call everybody a dude and you say that dude is genderless. Like, you know, what if, what if girl was just genderless like that? And the reactions uh, that I know that we'd still get to this day, if I were to still use that, uh, the, those folks, yeah, they, <laughs> the snowflakes that, uh, that wither. I do want to call attention to that example as like, if, if you're a trans person out there who has had, especially other queer people say, oh, like I use girl gender neutrally and they call you a trans man, a girl, or like, I think that tends to happen in a lot of, um, you know, cis gay men spaces where like queen mm-hmm. is often talked about. Um, and if other people like that, or, or even just any other situations and someone uses a word for you that's incorrect um, and you feel uncomfortable correcting them because they go, no, I call everybody that. Um, think about exactly what Danielle just said, that in that situation, Danielle says, I call everyone that, but it's okay for the, you know, that cis guy to be uh, offended. Yeah. It's perfectly okay as you as a trans person to be offended. It's probably And I more actually, okay. I had, uh, I stopped doing it entirely several years ago because um, a, a non-binary friend reached out and was like, I'm actually super uncomfortable with it. And I was like, oh shit, I had no idea. I never thought about how it could be perceived to marginalized people. I was doing it to piss off the cishead dudes. <laughs> like, right. You well, know, and it's not ever thought about you're curse punching down. Right. Thing, right. right. Like you're but, punching you know, up. But your yeah. your intent and your impact are, are two different things, right? And that was what I learned that day was like, you know, initially my first thought was like, no, 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 no. It's just it's it's gender neutral. And then I was like, or you know, they just don't like it, so fucking don't. <laughs> it became very simple. <laughs> right. 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 And there are like scenarios, um, especially with a lot of friends in my life where, where gendered words, different ones can be affirming for, mm-hmm. for people. Um, but if we're talking here in this podcast about the workplace, is like even if you know your your friend is okay with being called queen or even likes to be called like, hey, king, um, don't use those words uh, in a workplace or in front of people that are you know, not queer and comfortable with that person, mm-hmm. because that might normalize it for other people to go, oh, I can call them that, or I can say that to any non-binary person. Um, so it's definitely a, a form of like code switching in which you go, no, I'm professional in this workspace and I don't want to make it normalized for, yeah. for everyone to just come up with any gendered word for a person and think it's okay. Sure. I think, um, Kaylee, the, the question that you asked was really interesting about, you know, uh, being out in, in personal life, but not necessarily in work life. I've, I've had a couple of instances um, where I've worked with people that like, they went by different name, different pronouns in their personal life. And I remember at the time being like, I don't like, again, you know, like you have to like take your cues from that person, but also um, at the time I didn't understand, you know, when 
I, I never asked, but many, many months later, uh, when they were like, yeah, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to fucking deal with all the questions, mm-hmm. with all the answers. And like, even though like for me, it felt deeply uncomfortable to feel as though I was misgendering somebody in a context, like also this was what they wanted. That's what they asked for us to do. You know, those mm-hmm. of us who knew them outside the workplace. So again, just, you know, sit down, shut the fuck up on occasion. I have to, t- I have to tell myself that often and, uh, and you know, take your cues for sure. Gemini, first of all, second what? of all, this is why <laughs> sometimes you say things and that's all that enters my head. <laughs> Um, but the second thing danielle that uh we do that i find really helpful is we have actually separated friend alan and work alan and friend danielle and work danielle because we have to (laughs) because the things we say as friends (laughs) <laughs> um but i mean it i mean that is i i like i like that you said it's a form of code switching julian because it actually is it's like you know we know the business world as it is right now we're still having to do certain things to make it and you know being able to compartmentalize that where i'm like okay hey this is friend alan you know girl boss queen whatever <laughs> step back and be like business Alan let me use chat GPT to create this email so it sounds like a professional wrote it or whatever (laughs) which I do (laughs) I I feel like people are are going to eventually listen to this and be like does Alan write any of their own stuff oh my god (laughs) I go into chat GPT and I'm like (laughs) I'm like, how do I tell this client that this email was pointless and I hate it? And then chat you with people. Great job telling you what needs though. Yeah, why not? The future is nigh. So, okay. The future is nigh. I know we kind of uh, already talked about pronouns. Kaylee, I don't know if you want to skip to uh, the inappropriate question. Not that we're going to ask inappropriate questions. <laughs> Kaylee, do you want to go into asking inappropriate questions? I want to make everyone uncomfortable for the next 20 minutes. No, I think something that we should talk about is people tend to be curious if they're interacting with a transgender person for the first time in the workplace. So they might have questions. And a lot of those questions might be extremely inappropriate. So I was wondering if we could start off with like, what are some appropriate questions you can start off with if someone comes to you um, and comes out as trans or non-binary to you? I like how you said a lot are inappropriate because it's more are inappropriate than appropriate. So I think the only appropriate questions that someone can ask is if you don't know, you say, what, what do I refer to you as? Name and pronouns. If they're coming out to you personally, as like if, if they're a client and you tell them, you can just say the same questions as if anyone else is coming out to you, you know, how can I support you, anything. And then the, with the questions above, what to use for different audiences. Um, so every new situation, 
you know, if we're at happy hour with other coworkers, if we're at a conference, especially in situations where someone might feel more or less safe, those are the only questions that are appropriate to be asked, um, unless it's a question about work, <laughs> saying, hey, when are you going to get that document to me? Every everything else is is not appropriate, and I think the only scenario where it's okay to ask a trans person more personal questions than just how you can support and and how to refer to them is if they if the trans person themselves decides to say, "Hey, I'm open to taking questions. <laughs> Feel free to ask me anything." Um, or ask me about this, or ask my perspective on this, um, then I think that's okay to ask further questions, just nothing invasive, unprompted or otherwise. Yeah, and I would even add, I've had people like think they're doing better by asking consent first to ask the question, but that has been (laughs) like, hey, can I ask you, like, can I have consent to ask you a question about your body or something, for example? And I've been like, No. And also you just put me in a really uncomfortable situation. Like don't even like consent is important. I don't want to take that away, but also like it feels like just another step. Like it's already violating. Just don't do that. It's like, it should be just a, would you ask this question to a cis person who is above you in the workplace? If the answer is absolutely not, then absolutely not. Then don't. <laughs> I would say yeah. any cis person, but like if for some reason they're like, oh, well, so, you know, Fred over there is my friend. I could ask him. So I would say a cis person who is above you on the totem pole of work, mm-hmm. if you would not ask them, then do not ask anyone that question. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, you know, the, the follow up here was going to be like, what's not appropriate and why? But uh, because I mean, on, on the one hand, it feels like these things should be foregone conclusions, right? Uh, <clears throat> that it's not appropriate to ask about surgery or about, you know, body or about genitals or things like that. But I also know like everybody starts somewhere and may need to be told that that's not appropriate, that like, your curiosity, like, like trans people don't exist for your curiosity to mm. be satisfied that like, you know, some things you'll, you'll just have to die not knowing. And like, I you feel can like go to the Google, someone yeah. else may have experienced it, just type it in. And, you know, there's a whole internet for you, you can figure it out. Or make some fucking trans friends, for fuck's sake. Period. Hang out with us. Like, hang out with us. You hang out with me long enough. Give me a couple margies, and I'm going to spill some stuff. I'm going to be like, guess what happened when I put my testosterone yesterday? It was weird. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, like, make friends. And I, I've, I've, I've been saying this a lot, this pride is, like, especially seeing a lot of the rhetoric come out. Um, that's anti-trans. It's, I'm like, these people have never met a trans person that they've actually yeah. gotten to know as themselves, right? Like, maybe they know of or they know someone and they were immediately weird and, like, made them mad. But, like, you don't, you don't have trans friends and it shows, you know? And also, like, if you've met trans people and those trans people 
have made it clear they don't want to be friends with you or even be in a room with you, then you have to do some inner looking to say, what am I doing wrong? You know, what am I doing that is making this person feel unsafe? Um, Because there's a lot of unconscious things that I think, is that even the word subconscious things? Both, Both, yeah. (laughs) That um, people are doing that you may not realize. Like if a trans Mm -hmm. person walks in the room and your eyes linger on them for a moment, then it's like, okay, the the person's going to notice that. So you have to figure out, you know, what behaviors what actions, what words am I doing, exhibiting that um, are, are problematic or are threatening, you know? I think, you know, and this is something that I, I think happens with folks just in the the umbrella of the queer community often. Like, I, it wasn't that long ago that I had a, a friend, a, a lesbian friend's girlfriend, ask me when, when she found out that I was by, she was like, but you're married to a man. And I said, yeah. And she goes, so like, how does that work? Like, that's not an appropriate question to ask. You are not entitled to the, the intricacies of my personal relationship that you, we just met and you're not entitled to my sex life. And so um, I, I think that, you know, these, these questions happen no matter what, but I know like there are some things that you can't Google. You can't Google Danielle's bi, but she's married to a man. How does that work? You know, <laughs> like, and I, and so, right, like, like, actually it probably, the, the answer probably does exist for how often I've answered it. Um, but like, there's a LinkedIn post somewhere. Right, yeah. <laughs> there's like a notion page like just click here like link in bio um and so like i know that there are personal questions that people might have but also again like you you will have to die curious and that's okay the idea that because we're curious and we have questions means that we're entitled to answers is incorrect you can have questions they do not need to be asked because they are not appropriate. Uh, just like Julian, you said it earlier, if you wouldn't ask, you know, a cis person this, if you wouldn't ask your cis het boss, like, hey, do you prefer doggy style? Like, then, then no. Like, are you a like, top or a bottom? Hey, Right, right. Like yeah, your yeah. dick, does it swing a hard right? Or like, if you're not asking those questions of people, which one's the man? Like, yeah, which one's oh the God. man? Mm, so fun. Um, <laughs> so, me, motherfucker. Like, just, <laughs> just anyhow. Uh, no, I mean there there are questions that like even though. You might be curious if your employee or coworker is a freak. We don't ask those questions, right? Like, so don't don't ask those personal questions, the ones that you won't necessarily find on a Google search. Just live with the fact that you may have unanswered questions in your life. Yeah, and I want to go back and say I don't advocate for you making trans friends and then going to ask those questions to the trans friends either because i'm just like wait a minute like if you're thinking about being inappropriate at work and then you're like well i'll make a trans friend and then you make a trans friend and just ask them that's incorrect yeah, <laughs> as well. if they open up to you accept the gift 
let it if they let you ask questions then ask them otherwise i like what danielle said like just shut the fuck up it has nothing to do with you yeah (laughs) let it come naturally (laughs) you know i do want to like specifically call out what because i know danielle listed two of them like what questions are inappropriate um you mentioned like medical procedures surgery um, procedures um if someone's on hormones or not um, any legal transition steps, any legal name change steps, um, what their sex assigned at birth was, um, what their previous um, genders or sexualities or future ones are, um, who or what their partners are, um, sexual activities, anything with genitalia. Obviously, all of those are um, not ones you should m- mention. And I feel like... Um, the the ones that are obvious are are you know the bo- ones about your body, but I feel like people tend to think it's okay to ask, you know, what sex you were assigned at birth, um, even in an unintentional or a roundabout way, you know, well they'll go, well we want you know this this group is for women and you know people that were have had you know, the experiences of a, of a woman, and, you know, and then look at you and there, there's ways to be inclusive. You? Yeah. You? <laughs> Without at all, you know, doing that, there's ways to, to include trans people in your workplace without othering them, without calling them out to be different or finding out anything about their history. This group is for people whose baby books were written in floral script and not in building blocks. (laughs) Does that describe your baby book? (laughs) Yeah. Was Um, your bedroom pink or blue? (laughs) Oh, also dead names. I don't know if you said that too. Like, don't ask that thing. Also, plug. My book. Is, it, is this where we stop for the ad break? <laughs> yeah. Like an hour in. Alan, could you explain what a dead name is to people who may not understand the reference? Yeah, it's just the name uh, that someone went by before they're going by their name. Is that a good definition? Julian, yeah. can you do better? Oh, yeah. Julian, do you? Yeah, it someone can be. Any any name the person has previously gone by that they do not currently go by. So it could be an array of names or nicknames, um, or it could just be one that they were born with. Think of it as, you know, the same as if someone was nicknamed Mikey growing up, and now their name is obviously Michael, you're not going to call them Mikey. So There are a very select oh, few people there are a very select few people who are allowed to refer to me, address me as Danny. It is a very, very select few people. And if you are, if you like me, (laughs) if you like me, uh, have a, a former nickname that you hate, think of it like that, that, yeah, you, you don't, you don't like being called by that nickname. So, call people by their preferred name right right i think the other thing that uh i didn't hear brought up that i i feel like should be brought up is that it's never appropriate to tell somebody how well they quote unquote pass 
great yes that as well or saying the words I had no clue you know I couldn't tell you know those aren't compliments no yeah Alan I didn't know if you wanted to say more beyond your your disgust noise no I don't well I I mean I could if you wanted me to but like some like passing first of all is its own question like not everybody wants that thing to presume that everyone does is, but also it's just like it, it is an appearance based comment, right? Like, which is along the lines of what we're saying, do not do that thing. Do not comment on someone's body or, you know, ask questions like that. Can I tell them that their outfit looks cute? No, just kidding. Yeah. But you can't say your outfit looks woman. Are you a poet? <laughs> I am. ChatGPT write that question for you. <laughs> See, this is an example of you trying to get me to improv. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I think it's important, especially you know, we talk about like the the Me Too era, and there was this whole big thing. Uh, about like, well, I don't know, like, can I even compliment somebody on their appearance? You know, kind of a thing. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing to say, hey, you look really nice today. Hey, I like that blazer. But like, don't haircut. Right. Don't comment on bodies or quote-unquote passing or whatever that looks like we're like wow you have a beard it's like okay you don't need to (laughs) like my friends can say oh i like that no that know me can be like oh your facial hair looks really good but if you meet someone who you know is trans and you go oh oh my god (laughs) your beard is so long you don't you don't say that sure sure (laughs) you have you have a chin (laughs) <laughs> are we just calling calling out observations now <laughs> i do want to rewind real quick and um this is like unintentional language that i don't think um i think that all of us still do is you mentioned preferred name um when we we're talking about nicknames and nicknames are definitely preferred but i think i want to make sure that when people are introducing names and pronouns, um, to use the word name and pronouns rather than preferred name and preferred pronoun. Um, And in some cases, people may have a preferred pronoun versus another one. But in most cases, it's just factually someone's name, factually someone's pronoun. Good call out. Thank you. So if someone is, for example, she, they, would you ask if there's a preferred pronoun? I tend to usually lean towards they just because I feel like a she, they is like, I'll put she there because I usually get called that, but really I'm trying to like test non-binary type thing or start that journey. Um, What would you say in that situation? Like preferred pronoun? So she, they, or he, they, or a mixture of pronouns can be that like um, make, it can be exactly what you're saying. Um, She, because that's more normalized, but they, because I want it, but it can also just be someone who prefers it 50, 50, um, it could be, you know, some days I'm she, sometimes I'm they. So there could be any reason with that. Um, if you are close with someone, ask them in a one-on-one setting saying, mm-hmm. is there one you prefer? Um, but uh, don't do it as a like, hey, name your preferred pronoun right now. Is yeah. it she or they? Yeah. But I definitely, I, I like 
you know, where you're going with that as in like, oh, they probably want to be called they. Um, I, I tend to assume that with people too, that if someone's calling someone she, her the whole time, and I know that they're she, they, I will, you know, give them the other half. But if you're close with someone and that's something that you want to know if they actually do prefer, you can say, hey, by the way, I've been using they to refer to you a lot. Are you comfortable with that? Nice. Good question. Thanks for tuning in for part one of trans allyship in the workplace with our most awesome guest, Julian Whitney of the Trevor Project. Stay tuned for part two, releasing next Tuesday, where we dig into this topic more. You'll hear us discuss what to do when you mess up, how and when to stand up for your coworkers when you hear someone misgendering them, using the wrong name, or spreading transphobia around the workplace, and other considerations to help make your company a safe and welcoming place for the beautiful and talented trans people in your world. In the meantime, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Follow us on TikTok or Instagram at TargetSnarkit and leave us a little love in the comments section. Admittedly, we've been ending up on the wrong feed of some haters recently, so we'd love it if our listeners could jump in and kill them with a little kindness. Our world gets better every time we choose compassion, love, support, and curiosity, and every little bit helps. Until next time! Thanks for tuning in to Target Snarket, a weekly podcast brought to you by Broad Digital Consulting. Our podcast is hosted by Danielle Bilbrook, Kaylee Myers, and Owen Connolly, and produced by Margot Gill. You can always learn more about Broad Digital Consulting on our website, broad.digital. That's B-R-O-A-D dot digital. Or you can find us on social media using the handle at Target Snarket. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling so inclined, we'd love for you to review our pod if you like what you're hearing. 